That's preseason. They haven't already left town for the most part. Uh, it's 6.37. The all-new this morning with Stacey Bratzel, Daryl McIntyre, Morley, too. Great to have you here. Uh, we've talked many times in the mornings about how much we love staring at the stars, just looking up, checking out the world, wondering about the potential for worlds out there. And the really cool thing is uh, is when it's at, at you're all alone, you're just staring up, you've got maybe the crickets Ooh, just chatting with the you. There is a place... Just wanted to take that moment. There is a place where you can go and you can actually stay uh, in these in in these these huts. These, these your the huts. Domes. No, they're domes. They're like geo domes. They're high. They're high tech. Well, okay. Well, there's that too. And it's you an experience. Just, you can sleep. You can just stare up at the sky. Where is this? How about at uh, Métis Crossing? It's not too far from Smoky Lake, just south of Smoky Lake, and uh, it's a pretty cool way to experience your stars, but also northern lights and and yeah. nature and just all the great celestial. Sites. Yeah, and I guess you're hoping for a clear night. So maybe before you book, it's hard to see when it's cloudy. Yeah, no, well, that's a good point, Stacey. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know what? These these things are, are booked up. Juanita Marios is the CEO of Metis Crossing, and she joins us now. Good morning. Good morning. So tell us about these sky watching domes that you've put up at Metis Crossing. And I'm sorry I called them huts. That was a silly <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> Huts, domes, people refer to many different things. But yeah, we're very excited to to be opening our new sky watching domes at the crossing. And at Métis Crossing, what we do is, is share and celebrate the Métis story with all people. But really, it's about how we connect to the water, the land, and the skies. And for many years, the skies was the missing piece for us. It's how do we talk about the skies and the northern lights. And I, I hear your excitement, and I can't wait to welcome you out because we just launched them on September 20th. 5th actually so it's our formal grand opening and we're so excited to to welcome people out and it really launches us into the the four season tourism as well because the night skies are best viewed uh, between november and february so these these domes are designed with heated concrete floors they are independent so each of them has their own our bathroom kitchenette, oh. uh, very, very nice accommodation to to lie in your king-size bed underneath the plexiglass and watch the stars while you're falling asleep. That sounds just Or glorious. not falling asleep, I or guess, asleep. whichever. I've stayed in a, in a geodome before. There's one, um, uh, there's, there's some available to uh, rent out at uh, Elk Island area. Um, can you describe what this looks like and, and, and how it sort of feels? It, it's certainly not a, a traditional cabin, if you would, uh, Will, in the woods. No, it's not at all a traditional cabin. It really is a dome. Um, and these ones, the, the Elk Island ones are fantastic, but I believe they're three season. And when we were looking yeah. for the accommodation at Métis Crossing, it really was looking for those that could be used in the wintertime. So these are fully insulated domes. You lie. When you look at the landscape, actually, we have six domes with king size bed and then two family domes that have a capacity for six people in them so when you look across the landscape you're kind of like am i on the moon because we've kind of laid them 
very interestingly. And we have some on the south side of our property with the plexiglass facing north to catch the aurora. And then we have some on the northern side of our property with the plexiglass facing south so that you really catch the constellations in the skies. And they are they are very much designed to be comfortable all year round. Now, are people, are, people are already booking these, I would assume. Absolutely. And are they booked up, or how busy has it been so far, or is part of it just getting the word out that these exist? Well, part of it's getting the word out. As I mentioned, uh, we just had our official launch on Sunday, Monday. So this is when we're really taking them out to the world. We did have uh, a soft opening. So between kind of July and now, we've been having people to stay in them, working out the kinks, like just make sure the hot water is turned <laughs> on and those sorts of things. But uh, yeah, this is this is our launch to the world. So thank you for bringing this attention to them. Uh, you talked about this being a missing link up in Métis uh, Crossing, uh, uh, the sky portion. And can you tell us about what the stars meant to generations of First Nations people? Sure. And so Métis people, as you know, come from the First Nations and the European ancestors. So we really take from both sides of our heritage as an Indigenous nation. And so when we were on what is the prairies of Manitoba, Alberta, Saskatchewan, 200 years ago, the stars were really how we moved across the plains. We followed the stars as we settled down in the land. The stars would tell us when we were to plant our crops, what kind of weather was coming. The Northern Lights, we have a great story um, as we would camp across the plains. And you can imagine there was no lights anywhere. There were no roads, nothing like that. So our our elders would watch the, the Northern Lights happen and in order to keep our children safe, they would tell them that occasionally the northern lights would touch the ground and you never wanted to run away from camp as a child because they might pick you up. So we use these stories very much to guide how we lived on the prairies. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great connection. So uh, I, I always do this in the morning, and I don't want to get a reputation for, mm-hmm. being, for being the cheapskate here, but how much are they? And how do you guarantee, you know, if, if for, for the money that it, that it does cost to be able to come and do this, what if it's cloudy and you kind of hoop? So why don't we start with how much this costs? Sure. And as we are building out Métis Crossing, we are really positioning it as a destination. So there are things to do every day of the year at Métis Crossing, whether it's snowshoeing, cross-country skiing. In the summertime, we have paddled into the pass of Voyager canoes. So we've really positioned ourselves between something like Edmonton and a destination like Jasper and Banff. So the domes are, are $399 a night is the rack rate. So when you go on online, that's what you'll see for a one-night accommodation. The family domes are obviously more than that. I believe it's 489 with a capacity for six. And there is no guarantee. That's the funny thing about the skies. But what we're doing is that the domes themselves are, are a legendary kind of accommodation. You'll never regret staying there. And we also have programming that will go whether that is a cloudy sky or a bright bright sky as well. So we have our, our night sky programming that takes place within the Cultural Gathering Centre. We are developing programs in partnership with the TELUS World of Science as well as the Athabasca Geospatial University so that we can ensure that we are doing or creating a beautiful blend of traditional Indigenous knowledge and Western science. So you not only get to see the, the Northern Lights and the stars, but you get to under, begin to understand what they're doing up there. Uh, it's, it sounds, and by the way, the, 
there was a few years ago, if we'd have heard those numbers, we'd have gone, wow, that's you know pretty pricey. Mm. Any hotel is, is yeah. somewhere around there. Forget about Absolutely. the experience level, right? That's just where things are uh, these days. Uh, very cool. And then, of course, you also have the Smoky Lake Pumpkin Festival is coming up here pretty quick, too. So yes. there's that connection, right? There is. This is such area. an exciting time out in Smoky Lake. So Smoky Lake is very much an agricultural community. So this pumpkin festival really helps bring that history to the world as well. So we're launching it off with a harvest dinner at Métis Crossing on October 5th. We have our new executive chef who really has a forest and field to table approach to his cooking. So we'll have some amazing food available starting on October 5th. Then we there's a dance in the town of Smoky Lake. And those are so fun to go to the rural dances. And then we have a way off on October 7th. And <laughs> last That's for pumpkins, year, right? I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and last year we broke a record. I believe Smoky yep. Lake broke the Canadian record with a 2,450 pound pumpkin. Yeah, it, it, imagine it was, that. It was pretty. It was pretty incredible. I actually talked to the farmer who um, who uh, grew that puppy uh, last uh, last year. Yeah, the pumpkin fair at Smoky Lake from October fifth to eighth, and of course the Métis Crossing. Uh, you know, being a part of it because they're neighbors. Thank you so much for joining us, Juanita. You're very welcome. Thank you for the interest. That's Juanita Mario, CEO of Métis Crossing, and uh, those uh, those sky watching domes available for, I guess. Lease? Rent? Room for one night? Book a room. Book a room. Hey, get a room. (laughs) Do it up by Smoky Lake, Métis Crossing. It sounds pretty cool, though. It does sound actually really quite cool. Yeah, yeah. There's 25,000 people, just did a little research, 25,000 people visit Métis Crossing every year, and they're shooting for even more uh, in in the coming years. So they're doing some great things up there. Yeah, uh, very cool. It's uh, just past 646. Let's take a quick break and come back with more of This Morning with Stacey and Daryl. This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. We were talking about these sky-watching domes yeah, at Métis Crossing so uh, near Smoky Lake. Yeah, but about it. It was pretty cool. I was just thinking about, uh, especially for international tourists, European tourists love that kind of connection with wilderness, nature, yep. any kind of an indigenous experience. Mm-hmm. So I can think that those things will get booked up in a hurry, I would think, by tourists. Well, for sure. I know the Elk Island Retreat, uh, just uh, east of Edmonton, uh, you can't get a spot in one of the geodomes. It is packed. And it is a really cool experience. And those ones don't even have washrooms. You have to go to the outhouse, and there's no kitchenette as well. Uh, Somebody did uh, mention on the text line saying, I can go to Vegas with a flight for cheaper than two nights in the dome. Yeah, but this is an experience. This is really cool. This is, you can't go and experience something like that in many places. And it's worth it to some people and it's not worth it to others. Yeah, so it sure. doesn't, you know. Uh, well, you, you, you had a little vacation just before you, you were able to start here. You went in to Canmore. Canmore. Same kind of thing because of, we we're mentioning the hotel rack rates these days. Yeah. You could have gone to Mexico for the three Almost. days. But that's not what you wanted to do. You wanted to go there. So, yeah, you always could, but this is a pretty cool experience. I did sleep under the stars once and it wasn't in a okay. geodome with its own bathroom <laughs> and, and a, and it's a king size bed. It's glamping, if you will. It was summer camp. And at the end of summer camp, uh, we would have different excursions, uh, depending on your ages yeah. and whatever. And we went on a pack horse trip. So we went. It was in southern Alberta. And uh, and we had uh, pack horses. We were going on. And we, we camped by, by a cool. river in a coulee. And uh, we had tents, but decided it's a beautiful night. We're going to sleep outside. 
and did just like the cowboys did back in the day while on the bed roll and staring up at the night sky it was gorgeous i've never i've slept in a tent reluctantly sleep in a tent. Um, <laughs> but, but you don't get to see the stars. And every single time I've slept in a tent, the temperature has not been over five degrees. There's one, the very first time as an adult I slept in a tent, I was wearing a toque, mitts, and I had a hot water bottle that I was keeping from my family because they all wanted it and I only brought one. Wow. Yeah, it yeah. was... It, Fair enough, though. I, the camping gods do not love me. Hey, if the rest of the family can't make a plan, can't plan, can't look ahead, <laughs> you know, survival of the fittest and all that. Yep, those, <laughs> the boxed wine does not keep you warm at night, let me tell you. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. So, yeah, I haven't had much luck camping, but uh, these, uh, these I think I could really go for, these sky-watching domes. Kind of cool. On a clear night, you get every cent worth. Yeah, absolutely. So, you yeah, uh, 280, 300, the, the family one gets up into a four or $500 a, a night, but you can sleep six. So, yeah, the, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, I just love to see these sort of uh, tourism and, uh, and, and uh, you know, ventures really yeah, cropping up. So it's, it's very it's cool. It's part about building our economy and, yep. and tourism dollars. Tourism. It's, yeah, people are going to love these things.